Hello and welcome to the Pretentious Bastards podcast, where we talk about everything art and art culture related. I am Rosen Edwards and that is Taya Rose Dussy. We hope you enjoy today's episode. And you're so yeah, life. I am... Welcome to our podcast, everybody. Hello. We all hope you're all doing well. Eh, I don't. <laughs> Taya hopes less that you're doing well. <laughs> <laughs> um, this week we are going to be talking about the North-South Divide in the UK. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm-hmm. I mean, obviously, uh, we're not experts. We'll just do a quick disclaimer. We're not experts. We don't really know that much. Nope. We just talk about our own experience. And I will warn, we're probably going to be biased in this episode because oh, we are both so we're both good northern lasses. Oh, yes, lad. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm going to get so mad about everything from the south. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get hate comments from people from the south now. Oh, no, no, no. My dad will be listening to this seething. Bloody <laughs> southern bastard. Oh, no. No, no. So, uh, first topic of discussion this week will be art funding. Do you think that the South gets more art funding? Yes. I'm going in this blindly, I'm afraid, everybody, because um, (laughs) I've had a hectic week of people asking me to do things, so I just sort of don't do things. LOL, same. (laughs) But, yeah, no. I mean, it's just basically looking at everything else in general. I mean, with the whole... Um, giving the government say giving money to cities during lockdown there's always a larger amount of money going to the south than there is to the north I feel like that's just history in a nutshell I think it it all centers around the fact that the London is the capital and it's a big area and it's full of a lot of people so there's always going to be a need for more income and more money around that area. London's a shell. Yeah. I'm just going to be perfectly honest. I've been there for like two weeks once and I just hated the whole time I was there. It's not for me. My sister lived there for six years and um, I think she still, if I'm correct, she still maintains that she loves it. But mm. No, no. Bit of a trash pile, innit? Yeah. Don't get me wrong, the atmosphere is great and it is sort of like, oh yeah, this is, yeah, I'm vibing, I'm vibing. I read, uh, I saw a graphic earlier, I'm just trying to find it now, of, (laughs) um, you know, a graphic that makes me sound so old. It makes you sound very posh, very Uh, smart. And it was um, funding in the UK. Mm -hmm. Uh, And actually, I do think that we get more funding than um, down south but I have a theory as to why that is mm. I'm trying to find like, it I should I meant to save it but I didn't um because mm. like I know say for example um today I believe we have an increase in minimum wage pop, pop. Pop, pop. so we're not all extremely poor I learn, um, for those listening, I recently secured myself a new job, just in another bar, but a lot better than my old job. And it was minimum wage, and I was like, oh shit, minimum wage. That is the one thing I will say about the company I used to work for. They did pay us better than most bar yeah. jobs. Yeah. But uh, I looked, and you know what? It's I remember minimum wage being like £7.50, £7.20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not, it's like £8.91, I think, now for me. £8.90, yeah, for us. Everyone 23 and over, it's £8.90. But that doesn't include people on furlough. 
So I suppose when you get back to work, you'll be back on that £8.90. But, I mean, that means my normal Mondays are going from, like, 60 quid to £71. Pounds, mm-hmm. Which does Yeah, I was working happy. that out. I was like, if I do an average, I mean, it'll be more than eight hours. Yeah. It'll probably be about nine, ten hours, because you always have clean-up at the end of a bar shift. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was like, if I was just to work, like, a bog standard eight hours, I'd be getting, like, 71 quid. It's not too bad. Yeah, it's definitely not bad. Not bad. Um, I can't find that graphic that I was talking about, but uh, I have a theory that we get more funding because the art events that happen are spread out more evenly across the north of the UK. Because if you look at events that are happening down south, it is all happening in London. Yeah, that's the main sort of zone. Just one jurisdiction. I don't think that you ever see a lot of art jobs going in like... Sussex mm, you know mm-hmm. it all happens in London so I think that it we do technically get more funding because it's going to more areas yeah there's more of an expanse of who yeah. can you know you got yeah uh Tate in Liverpool and things like that and mm. then you probably got you know all Manchester doing every other M- MIF and all that thing so I suppose there is the funding that goes right there yeah and uh, I was reading up all just arts funded in general, and I found some t- statistics here. Between 2010 and 2015, the Department for Communities and Local Government, two figures show that the total spending by councils in England on arts and culture development and support theatres and public entertainment on museums and galleries and the library services has declined from $1.42 billion to $1.2 billion. In that time, that's just so staggeringly. I I always thought it would either just with inflation it would just plateau. Mm. So technically, it is going down because it's the same, you know. But it's not. Yeah. It's actually just went down. That's a sixteen point six percent reduction for those interested in the actual maths of it. Hmm. But I mean, I, I just Googled um, North-South Divide then just to see what I could, like, come up with. And at one point, it, it compares then life expectancy. <laughs> like, a, a person from Liverpool, I'm sorry, Rosie, you haven't got much time left, 75.7 years. <laughs> Whereas someone from Cambridge has got 79.5 years. Well, I'm planning on dying super young anyway. I don't really fancy doing this for a long time. So Yeah, you have told us that. I have told you that. Uh, I'm here for a good time, <laughs> not a long time. Yeah, it's accurate. When someone <laughs> says to me, like, why are you buying that thing? It's, well, why not? You know what I mean? Yeah. If I want to spend £30 on an incredibly fluffy blue coat that I have barely worn... <laughs> <laughs> it is glorious. Taya just held it up to me. It is. It is stunning. Oh my god, what's his name? Cookie Monster. Oh yes, I wore it once to work and that was it. <laughs> I, I had the opportunity had, to wear it again. Um, a fluffy coat, uh, similar to that, maybe not as nice, that was black and white striped. And Ooh. I used to walk down this path that was next to a bush to get to my university halls. I and one time on I came that. home and I got into my halls and I got all the way up to my room and I realised that there was a snail stuck in the fur. <laughs> And I had to cut it out, and I put him in a little glass, and I took yeah. him downstairs, and I put him into a puddle so he could wash all the fair off and carry on his life. Because what? I'm humane. I didn't just Aww. flush him down below. I'm I'm a flicker. I'd a... Well, not in my own halls. 
Oh, yeah. I was like, is there a, he's in my room. He's a guest in my house. That's, yeah. Fair dues <laughs> if he's a guest in your house. I don't allow guests. Oh. Seriously, I've, I've gone very extravagant today. Yes, Taylor is now like, wearing this giant coat. How long, will not... you, how long will you last before you sweat to death? Oh, um, I refuse because I'm a petty, arrogant person and I refuse to just allow things to happen. I got very dramatic <laughs> this morning. I was like, I'm going to dress up because I feel like I need to dress up. So I am wearing very, very bright. You are wearing uh, bright trousers, yes. Pink, pink, hot pink trousers and a teal blue coat. I just needed what? it. You know what I mean? I'm wearing a track suit. <laughs> For those who are wondering. Uh, so official. Yeah. I've been I've been interview ready for the past two days, so I feel like today I've earned You're allowed to do that. I've earned a tracksuit. I mean I have spent at least a year just wearing pajamas. Um another point that I have for us to talk about is mm-hmm. the attitudes of people, north and south. Oh my god. Um <laughs> I oh I hate people from the south. I'm sorry. I just keep dropping this, don't I? Why are you so rude? <laughs> What's the point in being so rude? Just say please and thank you. I Don't know, look at I me know. when I'm saying excuse me and then not move. You can because do that then I will go London. move. It is terrible in London. There might it's, be some yeah. people from smaller villages around the south who are nice, but I always feel like uh, southerners are far more direct. Yeah, which I kind of vibe with because I like just being able to say what I think and not having to. Yeah. Not not pussyfoot around people, but you know, I don't have to be nice with a southerner. I can just be like, no, don't think so. Yeah, I think I'm. um, I like to say I am very just sort of on it with things, but I think there is like. You can just be so chill in how you approach things with people from the south. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, my dad's from um, down south and uh, he's quite direct, but I've never, I mean, I don't see it as an issue being that direct because I grew up with it. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. It yeah. makes sense. You might as well just come out with it instead of messing about. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, especially if you're, so if you're working and you're in a job as well. Yeah. I'm like, I'd rather you just say what you think and then we can cut all this out. Yeah, definitely. Like stick it in an email, say what you mean, and we'll just deal with it. I mean, it's something my sister had trouble with the other day. She came over yesterday, told me all the gossip at work, because I'm obviously I'm only in two days a week and she's in three, but then she's friends with all the people. And then so she gets delivered the gossip. And like, apparently she got in trouble because she wrote an email and apparently the tone of her email was off. Oh, God forbid, the tone is off. The tone is off. Bearing in mind, my sister's dyslexic. She ain't got a clue what's going on in that situation. She's <laughs> just like, what on earth? I, I just wrote an email. Obviously, she was being sarcastic because it is my sister. <laughs> I, but in yeah. emails, my email manner is so... I write emails like I talk. I got told this at university by one of our tutors. He was like, you <laughs> write like you speak. And I was like, yeah, I know. No. I was like, I've got a constant internal monologue going. So I just relay just what my internal monologue is saying. it all out. It's the better way to go. No one wants to hear my internal monologue. And that's why I haven't journaled. 
I'm scared of that. During during uni, when they were like, oh, we want you to do journals so we can understand your process. I'm like, no. The only people Mm-mm. that have journals are serial killers. Mm-mm. And then they end up having manifestos. Yeah. I don't need to have a manifesto. If I get drunk and someone speaks to me, you will understand where I'm coming from. <laughs> and you will never go if drinking so, If I get drunk again. and you make the mistake of approaching me. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm statistically, every time I get drunk and have a conversation with somebody, it will 90% of the time go towards the end of me shouting about how I'm going to rule the world. And yeah, just my general plan. Results in me shouting because I don't have any volume control (laughs) at all. I don't have an inside voice. So me when I'm drunk, I don't just have an outside voice. I'm just outright shouting. And I don't realise I'm just shouting at people. I mean, you're surrounded by music. Yes. It's, you well, know. no, it's not really uh, handy when I get drunk at house parties and I'll be out in the garden and his <laughs> neighbours will be asleep and I'll be like, anyway, so oh then I God. said this. Ah. I love it. <laughs> so useful. Yeah, anyway, so the attitudes of people from the North and the South. I don't know. Maybe people are more likely to respect a Southern accent when they apply for jobs. I mean, I always think that when I apply for jobs, nobody has any flying clue where the hell I'm from. Mm -hmm, I've got mm -hmm. such a mismatched accent now. Yeah, I've got the whole, I don't even know what it is. You've got a nice accent. You've got got generalist Northern lass. Thank you. I love it. Yeah, People I mean, from Yorkshire always think I'm uh, Scottish. Really? Mm-hmm. I Everybody do love thinks a Scottish I'm Scottish. Accent. I was like, ah, oh, I'm not mad, I'll take it. Seriously. I started watching The Thick of It just to hear Peter Capaldi shout in Scottish. <laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> Don't understand it. what's going on. Do not get politics whatsoever, but just to hear Peter Capaldi shout, you fucking fuckface. Amazing. I love it. Um, so good. Yeah, so maybe that's got something to do with it. As we said, we're biased, so I think it does. But um, yeah. I also have the theory that, obviously, in the North, um, especially when we were growing up, it was a hell of a lot poorer up here than it is down south. Yes. It still is a hell of a lot poorer. I yes. think that there is something to be said for Northerners being more apprehensive to go for a non-financially stable career, like an artist. Yeah, I so. think we're more um, hardworking and humble into an extent. Like I just said, we... Um, We've got part-time jobs and things like that. So mm-hmm. even as, as we're doing the art basis that we're doing, we're still then having to work and work because we mm. think we're not making enough income to then survive on. I remember you know, being told yeah. at university that uh, it doesn't, it shouldn't all be about financially making money at the end of it. And I was like, what? Yeah. My whole life is about making money. Yeah, I don't understand I that I don't comment. understand that. What? How would I eat? Was how that made from a person who was already making money in a a way that you know obviously he was a tutor perhaps Mm. and then also doing illustration you've got your life set mate yeah i'm 18 years old you know how much a a regular bog standard lecturer makes at mmu it's like 55 grand what yeah what yeah it's like a senior lecturer's wage and all they do is make us cry Mm -hmm. (laughs) all they do is make us cry (laughs) All they do is give me an existential crisis. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's like fifty-five grand. It's ridiculous. That's. And I'm I'm becoming a teacher for what? <laughs> <laughs> what? What is this? Um. So yeah, no, I think I think we definitely do have the, um, gear towards 
wanting to be financially stable. Um, yes. So there's, yeah. if you're, I mean, um, not that every single Southern person comes from money. We know, obviously, that not everybody does. Yeah, there are poorer regions around um, all the Southern areas. We're not yeah. going to say immediately, oh, you're all rich as hell. No, no. It's this, There's an issue, of course, with poverty in places like the UK where it's sort of like, as much as we're going, oh, we've got this to spend and this and this and we have to consider. There are people out there in accommodation that is substandard. I mean, consider Grenfell, how that fucking, it went up in flames mm-hmm. and killed how many people. It was, and I think it was 77 people. My sister worked at a housing association really close to Grenfell at the time. She yeah. could see it burning from her house. And it's, it's fucking unacceptable. It's, yeah. you know, it, there's a loss of life and people get sick and there isn't a care for people with money and it's really it's tragic people consider money over people and personality and family and it's not it's it's yeah and as much as people like oh yeah money is money can't bring you happiness it can bring a hell of a lot of stability yes it can bring me reassurance stability reassurance the only people who say money can't Buy your happiness are already rich. Um, yeah. I'm like, I, I agree to not everything, but it's yeah. a hell of a lot of a lot of things. Like, would I be happier if I didn't stress about making my rent every month? Yes, yeah. I'd be a lot happier. I'd be a lot happier. If Would I be a lot happier if I didn't have to second guess every single purchase? Yeah. Yes, I would be a lot happier. I mean, you know. like, it's really my treat myself amount of money each month is 20 pounds mm-hmm. and that's a shampoo a conditioner and um a bar of soap basically and that's just sort of like oh that's great that's that's as much as I treat myself a month mm-hmm. and then everything else goes to real life expenses why yeah, should my, like, my like treat myself thing is like a takeaway coffee a week and people yeah. say that if you ha- didn't have more money, I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't be any happier with more money. Like, yeah, I could go traveling. Wouldn't that make me happy? Oh, that make me so make happy. Make me so happy. So I'm like, yeah, you know? it, it, the actual, having the money just sat in your bank account wouldn't make you any happier, but the things you'd be able to do with the money. Yeah. The, the, it's, the it's sleep at night of... without the stress of worrying about money would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I always feel like if I did win the lottery, I don't think I'd be immediately like running out and buying all the Armani and all the Gucci and all that thing. It would be more in the sense of, okay, making sure all my bills are paid. And then maybe I'm going to spend, you know, 40 quid and take my family out to dinner. And then I'm going to go, okay, let me consider all my finances for the rest of my life. Get an accountant. Yeah. And And get an accountant and a financial advisor. (laughs) financial advisor seriously (laughs) and then after all that i've done the business side and i've done the appropriate adultness and then gonna go pow 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 be like here's a nice chunk of money to be ridiculous yes and then i'm gonna go out and be ridiculous let's buy multiple fluffy coats yes let's go on holiday to japan and fill a suitcase on the way back (laughs) fuck yeah do you know what i mean let's let's buy a fucking camper van and then just travel the world no do you know what i ain't got time for those people who do van builds and live in them <laughs> honestly get fucked it, it seems like the worst thing in the world i'm like yeah, yeah great it all looks good when you're on the coast of a beach 
But when you're taking a shower with your outdoor shower in the car park of an Asda, bet you that's oh. grim. Yeah. Yeah. No, not that's here for not it. for me. No. It's fun when you look at it in a sort of outsider's perspective. Mm. But I'd much prefer to be in a five-star hotel. 100%. Give me room service. I want somebody oh, to yes. bring the food to my door, wheel it in. I want to be... I have a dream. I have a dream. Go on, Like Nelson Mandela, dream. but mine's better. I'm in a robe. <laughs> it's not Nelson Mandela. <laughs> it's mine, Luther King. Uh, I'm in a robe. It's fine, we can cut this bit out. <laughs> Let's restart that. Oh, no. oh my good God, who was it? It's Martin Luther King Martin Jr. Martin Luther King, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was chewing my own thoughts then and my brain is addled. Please, we'll just cut that out, okay? We'll Please out. tell we'll me cut out. you've got a dream. I've got a dream. I can't now. Oh my good God, I'm terrible. We're never going to recover from this. I'm never financially going to recover got, from this. Yeah. Financially, you're fucked now. Yeah. This is it. You've ruined your career. Oh no. Don't think less of me, please. <laughs> I was too excited and I'm hot and it's been a stressful day. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, going to succumb. You're going to succumb to taking the coat off. <laughs> this is, my house is really hot. I think I'm going to cut quite a chunk uh, of that out and not go on about my dream about room service. Because <laughs> now I'm stepped out of the excitement of it. It wasn't even uh, a good story. Oh, no. I mean, I gotta say though, I I once um, obviously using the beautiful gift that is student loan, uh, went to Thailand, and uh, we got to an island, and it was like three o'clock in the morning. So obviously, I'm very very tired. And we got to the front desk, and the woman was like, "Oh no, um, the room we put you in is it's not like it wasn't suitable. So we're gonna have to put you in a different room." And obviously, I was like oh no please don't say that to me mm-hmm. and then we got to the room and it had these doors and you opened up the doors and the pool was just right in front of my room oh dream. and it was like oh, you just step out of my room into the pool and it was amazing and i, I want to go back there please take <laughs> please. me back take me back um, i don't like being in the uk <laughs> shit um but yes i think the whole point of this was <laughs> was that if you have more money you're more likely to choose a a non-financially stable career yeah more money no problems yeah literally (laughs) and who was that uh somebody completely wrong again (laughs) don't even ask me i'm just like is it big i think it's biggie i think it's biggie i'm not sure I don't want to say that with uh, complete conviction again. Complete. I, I know I've got it on my playlists. And I'm pretty sure it's... No, um, mo money, mo problems. Mo money, mo problems, which... Biggie. Yes. Notorious B.I.G. Notor- yes. Notorious B.I.G. Yes. With a bit I, of I was I was fairly confident that it was him, but after that debacle, I, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> like to. <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah. I would have just let you go with it, you know, but I just couldn't. I'm I'm glad that you didn't. <laughs> it's like the trivia in my body was like, no, 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 don't don't do that, don't do that too. Don't worry, just ask me a question about um, 
geography and I'll fuck that up. <laughs> Seriously. What's not good. <laughs> What's currently stuck in the Suez Canal? Jesus. Shit. <laughs> Do you not I've know? I've seen that. It's a meme. Do you not know? It's a boat, isn't it? Yeah, there's a boat stuck sideways in the Suez Canal and it's blocking all the trade. That's how I drive. Don't worry about it. Okay, so... Um, okay. <clears throat> talking about um earlier we touched on the fact that uh jobs are less well distributed in the south uh we'll talk mm-hmm. about london and art jobs well we won't talk about london we'll talk about art jobs mm-hmm. in the north i feel like there's a bigger distribution of we i, I believe that we're gonna start to see more art jobs pop up in the north and more people taking them because it's more evenly distributed around the north so you can afford to live and work in an art job do you know what i mean it's like yeah i could get a job in manchester and live in like i mean manchester's quite expensive now compared to yorkshire it's quite expensive but like i I could live there and work there and not have to live in a house share um i think it's um especially with say uh people creating startups and things like that and then there's much more opportunities to have markets and then progressing in things like collectives and such that do give people then opportunities to pursue bigger jobs and bigger roles in curation or things like that it's definitely i'm definitely seeing more of it at least on my instagram and things like that oh yeah definitely um, I feel like the north northern art scene now is getting certainly more than when we first started in like 2014, 2013 times. Yes. I think it's definitely getting more accessible. Um, I think it definitely picked up in like the year after us, say especially in MMU, the yeah. uh, illustration. There's, I believe there's a lot from that illustration year that have done really well since then. Yeah, definitely. So it is really nice to see, you know, people from MMU, even though, even even if they're, say, from the South or things like that, I still associate them with, yeah, you're Manc now because you've been to Manchester. Mm-hmm. So you've been at Manchester. And it is, it's really nice to see people progressing from, what like, just working and things. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that there is still, though, a definite, like, Gear towards that. If I go on uh, Art Council England's art job site, yeah, and uh, I look at all of their jobs, I would say a solid forty-five to fifty percent of them are in London, if not yeah. more. Also, uh, calling out Art Council England here, they have if you put in like where do you want to look for jobs, and it's like Liverpool, Manchester, London, Ooh. all these places, and then it's Yorkshire. The biggest county in the UK plumbed into one giant thing. I'm like, Yorkshire. Yorkshire. Yorkshire is a massive area. Yorkshire, I could be, I could drive, uh, I'd say about two hours from my house and I'd still be in Yorkshire. Yeah. Uh, If you're American, that is, that is far in the UK. (laughs) (laughs) Or Australia. If you're listening to this. Yeah. Don't worry, that we'll get true. on you one day. Yes, we will. I'm tell you um, I know I nothing about, about the American art scene, <laughs> other than it's ridiculous. Um, uh, yeah, I'm probably but, racist. Probably. Well, like UK isn't racist. Probably. Mm. UK is much more subtle racism. <laughs> subtle racism, fake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
it's m- the white the white what's it called the um oh fuck i can't remember i saw it this morning and i was just like no i need to get off instagram now before i start raging yeah i don't i do not trust instagram to give me political news on anything no or twitter i, I deleted anything. twitter because it just all it made it made me was angry I'm just like, oh, that I'm makes me angry. angry. I just ignore, I ignore a hell of a lot of the politics that are on social media. I'm like, I'd rather go away and like read things for myself, like yeah. research up myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, why, why does, I'm just happy to be ignorant for a bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> ignorance is bliss. Ignorance um, <laughs> is bliss. And uh, yeah, I'm already sad. Don't make me more sad by telling me things. <laughs> Don't need to be more sad, guys. Yeah, That's why I deleted Twitter because I was just like, this is just like sad thing after sad thing after sad yeah. thing after ignorance after somebody. Like, Twitter is the most extreme place you will ever be. Yeah, I don't. Like, it's extreme in, like, nobody has a mid opinion on Twitter. It's... I'm like, you're the absolute nth degree of everything that has ever been said. Oh. I'm like, oh. That's yeah, great. Stop. Love it. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, we talked about social media last week and we just didn't mention Twitter. Yeah, because I'm not on it. I don't give a shit about Twitter. Dead. It's Hate just it. full of racists and Yeah. Yeah. Racists and then people oh, Racists, homophobes, transphobes, posh people. Yeah. I'm just not into all of them. And thanks. then people attacking people for just like breathing wrong. Yeah. They're like, Stop um, excuse me, people. you went immediately read up on something about some very it's very specific thing and now I'm triggered, you're cancelled. And I'm like, oh god. Yeah. Can we give people a little bit of leg room to maybe make mistakes yeah. and then pay rep and swore it, you know? As I said with the whole chewers telling us to write journals no you don't want to see what's in my head nobody wants to see what's in my head because you're going to read it and go well that's wrong and that's wrong and that's wrong and then you're going to judge me for thinking things that i think <laughs> what are you the thought police literally i don't even think that they read my journals no my I journals think they just... didn't have anything <laughs> i think that they just looked at my journals and were like well she did do them I completely understand when it came to uh, the first year of Masters and our tutor said to me, I don't know who you are. And I'm like, that's good. That's what I want. I had somebody um, who I worked with was like, I feel like I don't actually know anything about you. All you ever do is make jokes. And I was like, well, that is a stunning character reference if I ever heard one. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) I mean, my my sister used to be like, why don't you talk to people at work? I'm like, because I don't want to. Have you met them? Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you're telling me all this information about the people at work, and then you're like, why don't you tell them about your life today? I'm like, I don't want to tell these people about my These people life. don't want to know. They, they have they my work persona, and that's it. They don't want to know the minutiae of my incredibly boring life. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck? You want me to tell them all about this? No. They tell me the gossip, and I go, ha, 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 and walk away. Go, LOL, bye. Hello, bye. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you about them about social media. I did find something the other day, and I saved it because I thought, oh, it, it's dead on what we were saying the the last episode. Let's see if I can find it. Yeah, here it is. It says, social media has artists fucked up because it takes time to create amazing art. Sometimes a lot of time. 
And the way that algorithms work, you can't really take time off and expect continued engagement. This is driving people to be more release-driven than development-driven. I saw this on your Instagram story, and I 10,000% agree. Uh, 10, yes. agree. It Seriously. is like the amount that I will just make a print for the sake of making a print so I can post it on my Instagram story. It's, it's really sad. Speaking of which, how did your social media challenge this week go? <gasps> Do you know what? Um, I didn't gain any new followers, <laughs> but uh, I did get quite a few likes on what I was posting, which I did enjoy. It was nice to see people engaging with what the I was posting. The feeling was nice. The feeling was nice, but at the same time, it was sort of like, um, so how many things did I post of it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ooh, so I posted ten things that week. Yeah. And uh, some of it was a story, and then... Some of it, like two of them were doodles. And then I posted the reels as well to go with them. And there was engagement for like, say, the Beetlejuice one, which I really enjoyed. I love that Beetlejuice one. Thank you. I, I really enjoyed him because it was just so different, I suppose. Mm. I think I was just being released and being jazzy. And then I was just considering the, the time that I spent doing the other ones compared to the Beetlejuice one. There was a sort of like, oh, the the engagement wasn't there for the other ones. There it was for the Beetlejuice one. So was my time then not well spent? And then I obviously saw that message mm-hmm. that on the, that post, and it was sort of like, yeah, actually that makes sense. I had to remind myself, yeah, I'm I'm not doing art for people to like it. I'm doing art for me. That is true. Um, this week I did um. How many reels did I do? I did I did four reels this week. And nice. I posted like corresponding pictures to go like after the results of the reels. Yeah. Um my first reel got sixty-three likes. Wow. Uh, and one thousand six hundred and twenty-seven views. That's really funny. Which was really good. And I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. And I got five Five comments? No, I got three comments and two of the comments were me. Like, <laughs> replying back. Yeah. 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 Um, and, um, yeah, that one was amazing. But then the next day, posted another reel. Four likes. Yeah. It's just the algorithm. I think maybe it was because my second reel had... Um, it was posted from TikTok, so it had the TikTok logo on it, so maybe it didn't like that uh... it had TikTok logos on it. Oh, sorry, I accidentally just played the music out loud. And I kept my face in them for most of them. Did that? I Well, the first one I had my face in, it got 64 likes, so I don't know. It's, it's pretty good. I mean... Um, and then the next one I posted got eight likes, which wasn't too bad. Uh, I mean, it's not as good as 64, let's be honest. And then I posted one yesterday, and I got 22 likes on that one. And I she got, uh, how many new followers? I got four new followers this week. That's really good. But yeah, that's I mean, you've got, you've got the followers there. I didn't get any followers. but I, I feel like the like, followers is what matters. Um, yeah, to sort of... At the end of the day. Like, likes, likes feel nice. Mm-hmm. Getting 64 likes. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. But, I mean, like, um, the challenge itself, I have to say, was quite good in a sense of it pushed me to then go, okay, I'm actually going to do something now. I'm actually got the motivation to do something, which I think is something I've actually missed. 
Yeah. It gave you a deadline. It gave me a deadline. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing with life anymore. It doesn't really have deadlines. Yeah. Like, I think that so. is the one thing that I am really good at, is setting myself a deadline. Mm-hmm. I'll be mm-hmm. like, I have to get this done by this day next week, otherwise I know I'm just never going to get around to doing it. Yeah. Like I can't do that. <laughs> I can be like, I need to get this done by this day, and then I still won't do it. I'm like, well, why, why won't I do it? I've got all the ability to do it. I'm just not doing it. She's yeah. just not doing it. No. Doing um, it. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was a good challenge. I enjoyed that challenge, but we'll forego a challenge this week. <laughs> <laughs> There's no pressures this week. No pressures Don't worry this about week, it. please. Thank you. It's Easter weekend. We should enjoy the what was it? The resurrection of Christ. Um, I can't I'm... remember my Sunday school lessons. I didn't go Sunday school. I, I was did. a very I... religious child. I'm a little heathen. I've been. I'm side sealed, delivered to go to heaven. Oh, I got that's stamp. lovely. Yeah, um, I, I mean... really enjoyed church as a kid. Um, yeah. A lot. It was like a nice little community thing. And I remember once one of the kids at school. I was probably like, I don't know, probably about seven or eight years old. And one of the boys at school was like, I don't believe in God. And I was like, That is the naughtiest thing I've ever heard anybody say. Oh, you don't believe in God. <laughs> That's that's really but, that's adorable. <laughs> our church was popping though; it was great. Um, oh, on yeah. Easter Sunday, the priest used to throw uh, cream eggs into the crowd, and they're like <gasps> bullets. I can assure you, they're like bullets. And there was kids I in that should, crowd. I, was like, I would have gone to church. I'd have been yeah. so fine. Yeah, uh, I'm not religious anymore. For those listening, um, <laughs> I just I don't know. I I liked the community aspect of it more than I liked yeah. the religious aspect of it. Um, I think that's just religion in general. I always thought yeah. I, I admired the community basis of it, and then you start telling me things from the books, and I'm like, "No, nah, mate, that's not for me." Well, yeah. we, we it was a Protestant church as well, which yeah. is much more liberal than uh, Catholicism in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Um, and uh, yeah, no, because there was loads of kids in my church as well, so it's like nice to be like around other kids in not a school setting. I think that was like mm-hmm. really socially helpful for me. To Aww. be constantly about be around other kids my age, not under like the rules of school. Legit, I and, oh, I, I was in the choir and I wore the neck ruffle as well. Uh, uh, I was shit. I <laughs> what? Yes, I was I in the choir. It. I love it. I love it so much. I was no. I like I said. I I was. I'm a little heathen. <laughs> I was previously, will be, always will be. Uh, we didn't go to church or anything like that. I mean, West, technically West Indians, we are Christian, but not really because my mum just never gave a shit and my dad only <laughs> celebrates it at like Easter and Christmas. We don't. We never went to church or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just never was for me, organised religion. <laughs> I, I mean, liked, like I said, yeah. my mum didn't give a shit. She just sort of dropped us about and was like, here you go, do oh, this, do Oh, the best that. part about going to church was, A, Easter, the cream eggs, and B, nice. every Sunday afterwards, it would be the, the tea and biscuits afterwards. That's lovely. Tea and little biscuits, and I'd always get, like, the, the custard slice. And then, you know when you pick apart the custard slice and you lick the custard slice bit, and then you eat the yeah. biscuits, yeah. Adorable. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, my um, my niece, because her mother's Polish, my niece and nephew, they're Catholic, so they're fun. They're adorable. <laughs> um, and then my two nephews are Muslim. 
So they're also very fun. I mean, the little one's like, nah, I'm not a Muslim. I don't go mosque. I'm not doing that shit. And the older one's like, I kind of understand it and things like that. So it, mm. it is really, very fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's such a wonderfully diverse family you've got. <laughs> There's so Seriously. much going on. Oh, definitely. I mean, they, they all like to have uh, an opinion on things. So it is mm. very fun. I think it's as good. My... Um, religions, the community of religion is good as long as it's like, my parents took us to church and they were like, there's no pressure on you to believe. But yeah, we believe, so we're going and we can't leave you at home. Yeah. I think so. that's the one thing that my parents have, have always sort of blessed on us. It's sort of, you guys have the opportunity to take your own pathways in life. If you mm. want to have a belief, then you can have a belief. If you want to go to university, you can go to university. They're, they were yeah. never going to stop us. I mean, I do, I'm do. i kind of unsure if I've ever been vaccinated. It's, it's one of the concerns at this moment in time because I've asked my mother and all she did was laugh. And I'm concerned. <laughs> You're an anti-vaccinated. You've made it this far in life. I, I I've think made it this vaccinated. far. I think I'm vaccinated. We had TB at once in our lives, mm. but I didn't die. So, <laughs> modern medicine, baby. Hey, baby. Yeah, I um, said that once at work. I was like, I'm really proud. I've, I've, I'm almost a Victorian lady. All I need now is like a husband and some children. And polio. And polio. I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> One of them. No, I was I was quite lucky. My mum was always like, we just wanted to expose you to as much like stimulation as many different things as possible. Yeah. So it's like, it we'll just take lovely. you to like the amount of clubs I started, and mm. then my mum let me quit because she was like, I just wanted you to try it. Yeah. So I wanted you to know if it was things. for you, and I was like, yeah. If you've got kids, just do everything with your kids. Like, take them everywhere. Yeah. We went to clubs and we went to nurseries and we had, you know, just let them run around the park and mm. make friends. It's Kids need that. I think that. that's a thing of, like, you should go and you'll go the first, like, couple times. But then if it's not for you, then you can leave it. Yeah. You know. I mean, um, I had so much fun at kickboxing. I should have stayed at kickboxing. I don't think, um, after school clubs were never for me. I tried a lot of them. But they yeah. weren't for me because I didn't like organised fun. We are so far off topic and we have been for so long. Um, we're not great podcasters. No, we just we just start talking. Suppose. We're just friends. I can't help being yeah. friends. Thank you all for listening and we will speak to you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Pretentious Bastards podcast. I have been Rose and Edwards and that has been Tay Rose Dussie. If you're looking to support us or our work, go check out arthall.co.uk. If you can't afford to buy anything, it is by no means necessary. You could just follow us at Pretentious Bastards Pod on Instagram. Taya is at Taya Rose Duss on Instagram and I am at Rosalind Edwards Art on Instagram. Thank you for listening and have a good week. Bye.